Welcome to 45 Forward, the beginning of the rest of your life. Each week, host Ron Ruel and his guests discuss topics of interest to many listeners in their 40s and beyond, including retirement, caring for aging parents, health, lifestyle, and more. It's time to think ahead to the next half of your life, and we'll help you plan it with ease. Now, here is Ron Roel. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of 45 Forward, where our mission is to help you, our listeners, from Los Angeles to Long Island, age successfully, making your second half of life even better than the first. Across the country, most older people want to age in place, living in their current home for as long as possible. But the ability to remain in one's own home and community safely and independently often requires modifications in their home as people move from their 60s into their 70s and 80s and beyond. Successful aging in place is best achieved with deliberate planning that includes both older family members and their caregivers, as well as professional experts like Kim Kester. In today's episode, Kim, the owner and president of One-on-One Mobility of Long Island and Queens, talks about one critical piece of aging in place, making sure that your loved one's home continues to have the appropriate design features that provide a safe and comfortable environment, particularly to prevent accidents and potentially life-threatening falls. Now, Kim is dedicated to help people find the best accountability, accessibility solutions, big or small, to fit their needs. She and her team assess a family's whole house, starting with getting in and out of the home and moving from room to room. In today's conversation, Kim, a certified aging in place specialist, will describe how she works with families to install various home modifications and adaptations, from bathroom cutouts to walk-in showers to wheelchair ramps, stair lifts, elevators, and widening doorways, any and all means of accessibility. Ultimately, Kim's goal is to ensure that families have peace of mind, that they can age in place safely for as long as they wish to stay in their homes. So with that in mind, it's time to meet today's guest, Kim Kester. Good afternoon. Thank you so very much for having me, Ron. This is a pleasure. You're quite welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, So Kim, before we dive into what it is you do, Tell me a little bit more about one-on-one mobility, because I understand it is, so you're here uh, where I am on Long Island, uh, but it's it's a national franchise. Tell me how this works. Correct, Rhonda. It is, um, we are based out of Wilmington, North Carolina. 101 mobility originated back there uh, probably about a decade ago now, and um, have just increased their um, breath by increasing the number of franchises they have. Mm -hmm. Um, We on Long Island have been around for about four or five years now, Mm -hmm. Um, but we have over 90 across the United States. Um, depending upon their locale, very as you can very well imagine, Texas. There's there's a few in Texas and mm-hmm. in New York. I am uh, alone for Nassau, Suffolk County, uh, Queens. I, I go to Brooklyn, um, everywhere from Montauk to Manhattan. I really I, I span. So um, you know, we're 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 here ultimately to help people age in place gracefully and safely, um, as long as they want to stay in their homes. So if people want to find their their local franchise, they just click on 101mobility.com and then it has a, a locator on it. 
It does, yeah. So the the you can do one-on-one mobility, just throw that in Google. And um, if you are in the local area, you could input Long Island. It would go straight to my um, mm-hmm. my franchise. And everyone is a little different across the United States. Um, sometimes people say, oh, you know, I need a, a lift for my car. Well, that's not something we do very much of in Long Island at all. Um, I, I really focus on the home and try to perfect that area. But there are other locations um, across the U.S. that they they do the car modifications as well. They they equip themselves for that because there is a higher demand, frankly, that that is what's been seen. Um, so uh, on Long Island, for whatever reason there may be, it's just not where our focus um, has remained because the demand is, is not there. We are, mm-hmm. are, are one of our, our strongest um, or my strongest feelings is if someone is calling in for somebody and they ask for it, well, I'm going to find it. Most likely I'm the person that's going to service it for you. But if there's some, if I can't do it, then there's a resource I know of that, that can. Right. Right. Well, let's just talk a little bit about actually what sorts of things you do, you know, um, so, um, and how you work a little bit. So um, clearly, you know, people want to stay in their homes, but, you know, um, and I understand often uh, people come to you for the, for, or referrals. I mean, they, they know sure. about you. And, and so what are they looking for? What do they need? So I have two different kinds of calls. The first call is somebody specifically calling me and saying, my mom's in a rehab or I'm in rehab right now. And I'm being discharged in a week. And mm-hmm. they've informed me that I need to have a wheelchair wrap in order to get into the house. Right. Okay, very good. I will send my one of my guys to the house, take measurements and have a conversation. What is appropriate for you here? How are the different ways it will go? Um, that's a very specific need that we fill. Great. That's that because the person knew that. Sometimes I'll have very common phone call I'll get is from an adult child who, let's say, last weekend visited mom and dad in their house. And all of a sudden they just kind of had a little freak out moment because they recognized mom and dad aren't what they, you know, they, they're visiting in visiting from California on Long Island and mom and dad are just really knee, facing more challenges as they're trying to get around and they get you know, fear in, to be perfectly honest, they get fearful because they're across the country and they just say, we don't know what we need, but we know that was very nervous, nerve wracking mm-hmm. to be with them for the weekend. Could, can you swing pie? And a hundred percent. I mean, you had mentioned um, I am certified as an aging in place, um, you know, holder, specialist. Right. specialist. Right. And so are a, a number of my employees. So we, that's, that's what we are certified to do. We come to the house and I find it very helpful to to speak with people in terms of take me through a day in your life. What is a typical day in your life? Like, where do you start with, you know, get bathing, dressing? Where do you move to for breakfast to, you know, and just really go step by step because people don't always know what it is that they need. Um, And then when we're moving through the house, 
we can comment um, about different things. Inevitably, one of my first favorite things to say is, we're going to invest in lighting. We are putting lamps in here. Mm-hmm. It's extraordinary. Somebody, it's We all do it. We get comfortable and just don't even register, you know, what, what the, the, the pile or box that's been sitting there that you need to get to. But that leads me to another thing is, is clutter and, and, and mm. keeping things away. These are things that cost nothing but time and, um, you know, sorting, putting things away, clearing clutter, clutter um, absolutely no reason for six floor you know, towels on the floor or anything uh, in terms of tripping. Um, They they may seem like common sense items to you or I, but again, it's what we just kind of become accustomed to and don't register as being hazardous. Um, And that's exactly what they are, is they're hazards. Right. Go go back a second now, and let me uh, mention you're a certified uh, aging in place specialist. What's required in the certification? So there is a uh, week long training um, mm-hmm. that that we we have gone t- through. Um, actually, it's not week long; it's more like four days, uh, but it felt like a week because <laughs> <laughs> it's full day and yeah. um, it's comprehensive. And- Yes, it very, very much is. It, it has a lot to do with construction, um, but it also has to do with, um, you know, 36 inches of a doorway. She, you know, it, it has, you know, your doorway widths, your, uh, your, your, your hallway widths, your, um, you know, they're just making sure that uh, things are proper and in, Long Island, particularly, we have um, a lot of older homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and let's face it, people, uh, my house was built in 1922. Wow. Um, people 100 years ago, people were smaller. My dad was 6'5", 260, Alzheimer's, dementia, and Parkinson's. There wow. weren't that many of them walking around like that 100 years ago. Right. Um, now, my whole family, you know, go figure. I'm 5'10", my husband's 6'4". Like, we're big people. Mm. Um, and so in terms of a stair lift, let's say, in a narrow um, a hallway, 28 inches would would be the absolute minimum in order to have a stair lift on our staircase. Um, right. and, and sometimes there's homes that just don't have it. We, you know, my husband's knees would hit every spindle on the staircase. Right, right. Right. Um, but those are the types of things that you learn. Um, right. Right. And the, it's the certification is done by it's it's the National Association of Home Builders. Is that correct? Right? Yeah. NAHB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So a lot of it is, you know, your work is intricately involved in actually the construction of houses. And I think you're certainly right uh, that um, there's a lot of variability, you know, across the country, mm-hmm. depending on local zoning laws. But I think in general, um, the you know, the, certainly when I was growing up, the premium was on space and also, um, you know, uh, the things were just narrower, you know, I mean, yeah, the, we had an old kitchen in our house that, you know, the old style kitchens were like, like hallways you yeah. Know? Yeah, uh, before people started really, you know, um, really cooking, you know, and it became a realization that, wait a minute, 
kitchen is really the center of a lot of activity in the it's house. It's so is. You know, and Ron, and- you you have to know, like if you watch any of the weekend shows, I love listening to the weekend shows. It's not the aging in place. This the the aging that are are looking at. Um, open concept it's the young people everything today is open concept when when people are coming out from the city it's literally opening that front door and just having great rooms right Right. um the the tide has turned so that we very very much are across as a society opening things up and um, that's another thing that I always comment to people when they're they're making that investment in their home to widen a doorway, for instance. Right. I had a gentleman um, give a call and he was uh, in the city and um, in the city and being Queens. And he was um, he was a Vietnam vet and he was in a wheelchair. And um, I, I was kind of going through over the phone. What you know, what's a day in your life like? You know, he's like, well. And he doesn't even register. He's like, well, I'm looking at my knuckles and they're bloody. I'm like, what do you mean your knuckles are bloody? And he says, well, my first problem is getting out of my bedroom because my knuckles every morning go and hit against the molding in the door. Wow. That, you know, really, John, that is something that a door can be widened in a in two hours. We can work, uh, widen a door. It is an afternoon's work at best, and it's just not an expensive item. And here we have this love of a guy, and he's telling me about blood on his knuckles. I'm like, this is just not okay. So needless to say, we're in there and we're widening his doorways. Um, Small things, you know, that people just seem to get accustomed to um, until something, a modification can be made, an adjustment, a a small tinker. Um, So our our intentions behind everything we do is um, with people, you know, moving on in their years, it's, it's not a regression. It is in order to broaden your life and keep your independence. Let's just be able to do a small adjustment, small or large, you know, we do, you know, we do elevators. I mean, we, you know, that's, that's our largest adjustment Mm -hmm. and we go Mm -hmm. through three floors for it. Um, But it is, you know, to, to many of the homes, um, on Long Island, there, there are people that of all economic levels and um, someone who's lived in their, um, you know, estate for year, years, 30, 40, 50 years, and that's where they darn well believe they're dying, you know, right. well, so be it, you know, I mean, what, what COVID has also ta- taught us is when grandma says, She's not leaving her house. <laughs> the adult children are starting to listen a little bit more. Like, oh, maybe she's, you know, she, yeah. she will stay with her kitchen and her familiarity. Right, um, right. Well, you know, I think as, as long as uh, you can maintain that safety and security, that, that comfort is, is worth it for many people. You know, I think that, um, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, think about, things like wider hallways um, as, as sort of a luxury. But I remember when we bought our house, you know, wow, now 28, 29 years ago, 
one of the things that we noted when we walked into the house was, wow, these hallways are pretty wide. This is great. Mm. You know, so uh, I think people are realizing this, this concept of, well, of universal design, I guess is mm-hmm. the way it's phrased, but also into another notion is called age-friendly communities, which is Absolutely. an ARP um, uh, initiative. Um, but it's the notion that, that you have wider hallways for several reasons. I mean, you certainly, as you get older, they're so that wheelchairs can move easily down the hallways. But then people have discovered, well, well, you can also uh, serve, you know, young mothers and fathers with baby mm-hmm. carriages moving around. Correct. And not to mention, you know, when you're actually, you know, doing things in the house and moving things around, you know, sometimes getting furniture around or just moving mm-hmm. stuff around the house is so um, difficult. So, um, so listen, uh, we're, we're going to get much more into that. But I think what we'd like to do is just take a quick break right now. Uh, Kim, but we'll be back much more, folks, with Kim Kester of One on One Mobility. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Brave Hearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. You're listening to 45 Forward. To reach Ron Roel or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward. Welcome back, folks. We're talking today with Kim Kester, the president of 101 Mobility uh, Long Island and Queens, uh, an aging place specialist. Uh, before the break, we were talking about some of the kinds of the modifications that uh, she does to help people age in place. And uh, before we continue our conversation along those lines, I wanted to just take a step back and mention that uh, this is, in fact, the uh, what is uh, called a National Aging in Place Week nationwide. And Kim is and and, uh, and I as well are members of the National Aging in Place Cou- uh, Council. Um, and talk a little bit, Kim, about what what that means, what the what we do locally here and across the country, and what your role is. Sure, I'd love to. So, National Aging in Place Council is a grouping of oh gosh, well, I think we're up to like close to eighty members now. Um, locally, where yeah, locally um, on Long Island, um, and we're resources. We are a number of different professionals 
who have all been vetted. That is a really important piece of this. You can have the trust. Now, nothing is, you know, foolproof, but for someone to go through the uh, background checks in order to be part of an organization, um, it, it says something. It's it's that extra, um, you know, that extra drop of effort. Um, and 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 I always say for my own business as well, um, we are we are entering people's homes that are seniors. They're in the most susceptible levels um, that we're trying to help. So anything we can do in order to ensure just that one extra step, um, we, we will do. And, and so many people appreciate knowing that, um, you know, you are within a trusted group. Um, our group is very close knit on Long Island. Um, we are, we, we, are there to be educational resources from what for one another. So if someone um, reaches out to me and says, I, I really need a stair lift for my stairs, and you know, um, uh, I just I lost my aid because her back went out when she was helping my mother up the stairs do I'm, I'm at a loss. I, I, I hired her privately. I don't know what to do. Well, national aging in place council, we have, I have numbers together of tremendous people that work with um, so many caregivers also vetted. We have the resources to know people that we see on a twice a month. We, we see these people twice a month. And with that, we really have these, it's about relationships and, and making sure that we're confident. Um, if I give one of my clients that I am, you know, I, I trust me, I have to be able to trust a reference that I give to somebody else. And because I'm going to see that person in a week and they know I'm going to see, they're going to see me. So right, right. Um, it's, it's really anything, anything that relates to um, seniors or, or, or just someone physically challenged. I mean, right. I work with a tremendous amount of agencies um, with young children that are disabled um, and they need that accessibility in their house. Right. Um, I, I absolutely, we have, we have an answer for everything we have. I say we're the, the opposite of the Department of Motor Vehicles. Huh. <laughs> so right. if you come to us with a question, we will not tell you to go get a form. We will tell you, try, you know, Laura, right. Frank, right. Don, right. you know, right. you you have someone that you, here are three people to call. Right. You make that phone call and and please, by all means, give me a check back, you know, and um we have people that can inform me about fun, entertaining places to go, right. um, you know, safely with that has excellent accessibility in terms of restaurants or museums. Right. Um, right? Roberta, know before right. you go. Right. There's just everything under the sun that yeah. has to relate. You just ask the question if you meet a challenge. Right. Ask the question. We have somebody that right. can. Right. And just to mention to our listeners that there are chapters across the country. Again, this is a national organization, it is. a local chapter here. And uh, if you want to, if you go on to uh, www.ageinplace.org, that's the website for consumers uh, mm -hmm. for the NAIPC. 
And so you can find your local chapter. And I, I have to say, from my own experience, you know, I happen to have had an opportunity to sit in on some of the uh, meetings across the country. And recently I was in, well, last year I was in Minneapolis. I was also in, in um, San Diego. They're, they're, these groups are also very well, uh, you know, co they're cohesive groups. And that's what they do is they really try to help people find the resources if they're not the resource themselves. So uh, it's, a, it's a very uh, useful organization um, for, for consumers. Again, it's sort of agentplace.org. That's the, the national website. Um, um, uh, so um, back to some of what you do uh, specifically, some of the uh, uh, specific uh, fixes, accommodations, accessibility uh, modifications. So we were talking about hallways. Um, mm -hmm. And then one of, one of the big things, of course, is, is bathrooms, right? Absolutely. That's that's one of the, uh, the the trigger places where where falls are occurring, right? Um, right. I I myself I was out vis visiting my friends in Shelter Island, um, in an unfamiliar place, and I um I, I took a shower and they had it in the tub, and I'm what are you in the bathroom? You're soaking wet. You're on hard surfaces, and you're you know you're hurtling over a tub and I said to him I mean I'm in decent shape and I was you know holding on to the side and reluctant because it was just a piece of drapery curtain and I said this is really something else like I I could only imagine the tub is probably this the most important um, element that we modify um, we, we do it in two ways. Um, because we work with seniors, we really are, we're always economically conscious of everything that we do so that we share options that are the most economical for people that are on fixed budgets. And we do have something to offer, something that people wouldn't naturally think about, and they're called tub cutouts. So the tub cutout is exactly that. We um, have a, we, we take a cut out of the tub deep and I have professionals that um, with third, over 30 years of um, home contracting um, and aging in place services um, where they know exactly what they're doing. And it's a, it's a company called Clean Cut made in the United States and that is, it goes over the area that is cut. A tub cutout, I can't tell you how many of them I have done in co combination with a stair lift in an afternoon. Something like that could be done in a couple thousand dollars for a tub cutout. And it is completely transforms you the bathroom from a hurdle to a sidestep. And that along with a grab bar, it is a game changer. Um, and that is a like the most the most time um, sensitive as well as economically sensitive uh, thing that you can do. Most common, what I do is the swap out of the tub with a shower pan and do that roll in shower. And then everybody gets a grab bar. <laughs> right. It's you know there you can never have enough grab bars. Yeah. Um, but they they are 
incredibly important. Um, and, and there have been so many different advances also uh, that you don't even realize they're gob bars, um, like the shower heads. Shower heads, another perfect example. Um, that is something that if someone's in a, a assisted and sit, seated in a shower, um, using that a handheld um, shower, um, Shower head, right? Thank you. The shower head. Yeah, that that's a game changer where they can put that back onto the wall and the plumbing fixture that's used, that itself is a grab bar. It's, right. it's they're they're put into the studs and they are have a further measure of security. There's a number of different things. Raising um instead of having a cabinet underneath a sink, using a pedestal sink. So now you're a wheelchair, if there is one, is free to go in and out and around. There's just making more room, opening things up. Right. And every and, and another point I'd like to make, Ron, when we're talking about these modifications with open concept and widening and, mm-hmm. uh, and feeling more open um, and the pedestal sink, these are things that all ages Right. are enjoying the benefits for it and not even recognizing them. Um, for instance, a, a curb coming off the sidewalk. Every curb today has been modified so that a wheelchair or carriage can access that. As people who are perfectly fine walking around, we don't even register that curve has been modified, right? Right. right. And, and a bathroom that's been modified to a roll-in shower, I mean, it's not registered by, let's say, a 20-something or 30-year-old coming in to buy the house. Um, they, it, it's just open concept. So this benefits all across the board, and no one would ever say that a pedestal sink in a bathroom was a modification for a person in a wheelchair. Right. They're so common. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's something that has been a slow evolution, but a very beneficial one, just the recognition of that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, you know, having these things that can help uh, prevent falls, you know, it, you don't have to be in your seventies or eighties to be vulnerable. It could just, you could be a young person and just you turn around and you slip. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, you know, so a lot of these things come under the terms of, of fall prevention. Mm-hmm. And I know that, uh, so last month was, I think, a focus on fall prevention month, but I think you and I have talked about every month is fall prevention. Yeah. Month. <laughs> and I, I think it, it's particularly important. It is important as you get older. Um, you know, I think some of the statistics say that, you know, uh, one out of four adults, age 65 or older suffer from a fall. Mm. And the problem with the particular problem is that they can be devastating and they could basically, uh, they they can certainly result in broken bones or head injuries. And certainly they can knock you out from, from the ability to age in place in your home. So, you know, on the one hand, you don't, this, hopefully what we're doing is not (laughs) fear-based, but it is, it is prevention-based. Ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I and I can't I can't help but tell you the stories. Uh, one of my girlfriends, she was visiting her mother, um, and at the top of the stairs, she walks by and she's like, "What is all this at the top of the stairs?" She sees the newspaper, the latest novel her mother is reading, a cardigan sweater. She's, "What is all this stuff in the heat?" 
And her mother says, well, I, I don't feel comfortable doing the stairs all that much anymore. It makes me worried. So I take it all in a great big pile down with me just once instead of multiple trips. Wow. Mm. And we both, I mean, <laughs> you could hear us. No, I mean, think about the, the, the loose newspaper versus the heavy novel and the, the cardigan falling. You're, you know, talk about setting yourself up for a very dangerous position. And the staircase, the 15th step is not the place to lose your balance. Right. Um, it is the distance that you're going. And then it's all hard surfaces that you're going. And it's not about fear, it's about common sense because that broken hip is a surgery. And that's, you know, that is what you're dealing with down a flight of stairs and, and you all know it. Um, so it's, it's not a fear tactic um, at all. It's let's talk about reality. Um, we have been with our children, um, my ch children since a very young age, have we've always had a fire um, escape plan, right? Is mm -hmm. that meant to, make children fearful? No, it is to have a plan and to know what you're going to do in a way to exit the home. Um, and, and that is why the discharge planners, um, we have facilities, insist upon having a wheelchair ramp to exit the home so that someone can get out in a turn, not just for a doctor's appointment, obviously your day in, day out doctor's appointment. You want your day to day to be more comfortable and easy going. Um, but, but it's also in, for the middle of the night, you need something to get out. You, you know, it's your responsibility, right. um, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it was sort of an unfortunate, tragic incidences with our last major storm, right? Was right. Ida, where people, unfortunately, mainly in Queens, uh, were mm, trapped right. in their basements with no mm -hmm. way to get out. Of course, these were older houses that did not. I think, uh, well, you would know more than I do, but the the uh, uh, you know more recent uh, regulations do require access from basements. So, oh, absolutely. That's, yeah, they're, so, they're, those are illegal. Uh, I mean, there's but. You know, let's face it. Until the uh, you know the village village inspector comes through, nobody's mm -hmm. going to know that they're not legal three families. Um, but but you just have to have some common sense about you, right. um, and and know you need to have your own personal exit. Right. Um, and on that line too, in terms of stair lifts, I can make a note that our um, with the big storms and things like that, uh, the stair lifts run on batteries. Mm. So they are charged when, when moving up and down. So uh, if the, if the power goes out, you've got about three days of regular usage of your stair lift um, before a battery could go. Uh, so that's, you know, right. In, you know, it's all relative three, sometimes longer, but you, you, you get the gist. Right. Just, you, you have yeah. battery life. Yeah. So let's just talk a little bit. We, uh, it obviously varies widely across the country, but just in generalities, in terms of the cost of things, some things are more costly than others. Hmm. How do you have a conversation with the families about, you know, sort of return on investment and you know what to Absolutely. put in? What, yeah, your your the simplest, straightforward, most easy um, investment is your straight stair lift. 
Um, in, and I can tell you on Long Island, we're in the conversation of $3,000 for a straight staircase. Um, and you know, you, you take that and you're now accessing safely a whole second floor to the house and just continuing the way you live your life as you always have. Um, the next uh, element that is, has to be considered is that of a curve. Uh, if there is a right turn in your staircase, well, you're not going to think about this, but that is got to be customized for a stair mm -hmm. lift. Mm -hmm. Those, unfortunately, they, you know, details have to be photographed and it's custom tilled out in Wisconsin where the lead that steel is bent according to that staircase. And now you went from a 3000 conversation to a $13,000 conversation on a custom one seat rail going up. And then when we're in those conversations, we think of real estate and enhancements to our homes. And the elevator has a conversation in this play. Um, an elevator today um, can be installed for the high 20,000s. Now that's not nothing, um, but you are absolutely enhancing a value of your home. A real estate agent would just love to put on their, mm -hmm. you know, on their specs that there is an elevator in the home. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's like the cell phone of days of old, right? It used to be right. only the CEOs. Now at a high 20s, um, people are making that investment in their homes with an elevator. Um, and in Comparatively speaking, if you're going to move to an assisted living facility on Long Island, you're you're talking fifteen thousand dollars a month. So, mm -hmm. um, comparatively speaking, you can stay in your home with an elevator, uh, you know, with a two two month value of an assisted living facility. So these are you know there are multiple different things to go over, right, and um, right. that's that's why we love coming out and having those conversations with evaluations and they're always for free our evaluations right. and right. It's information gathering yeah it's a, and you know a lot of homes it they're just not ranches you know they're, they're just many homes that are, have multiple stories and mm -hmm. you know that that's what they are so if you, if you love your home if you want to stay there if you and you know certainly when you move on someone who comes in and goes oh well that's good to have in there you know mm -hmm. uh, not only for when they become older but Again, moving furniture, moving stuff around in the house—it's a—it's okay. a valuable uh, it's asset to have in the house. So, so we we're gonna installed an we installed an elevator on the North Fork for wine in the basement for the cellar. Right. <laughs> Up and down okay. for their wine cellar. Okay, so listen, we're gonna uh, just take another pause for a break, uh, but don't go anywhere, folks. So we'll be back much more for our final segment with Kim Kester. So, don't go away. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Do you want to hear a show about football? How about football moms? What if we told you that was just a start? Tune in for Double Down with Garrett and Mack. Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack are moms to some well-known NFL players. Sure, they'll talk football and raising their kids to achieve greatness, but they'll also talk about community and world issues, motherhood, news, and lifestyle topics. Listen in every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. You're listening to 45 Forward. To reach Ron Roel or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward. Welcome back, folks. Uh, we're talking today with Kim Kester, the president of 101 Mobility of Long Island and Queens, an aging place specialist. Before the break, we were talking about all sorts of accommodations and uh, modifications that Kim makes. Now, one thing that, it, that I was thinking about as she was talking about is that th- this is the kind of field that, you know, isn't something you think about normally coming out of college. So I want to just ask him a little bit, how did you get involved in this field? That's well, kind of a funny, great, but but everybody has their their various stories. It's it's much a part of my fabric of of growing up as as in situations situational. Um, so my background is um, I am an attorney. I followed my father's footsteps. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a police officer, then uh, went to law school, and then was a prosecutor in the DA's office and except for I skipped over the police department and I went uh, straight through law school into the district attorney's office. I was there prosecuting for five years. So my background is legal and um, I, I was legal and also in real estate. I did a lot of real estate. He was a solo practitioner and um, I would also work with real estate. My mother had three family houses in Queens that she managed. Um, and so that was my family business. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was a prosecutor. I had the legal background. And, um, and then as life will go, um, my mother was diagnosed with cancer, um, followed by my father's diagnosis of Alzheimer's, Parkinson's and um, dementia. And then my mother being an only child, I had my grandmother in her 90s. So I uh, quickly <laughs> transferred from being um you know, full-time prosecutor to, uh, I, I did start having children and I, I would call them my big kids and my little kids. So I became a caregiver across the right. board. Right. Um, I was the primary caregiver for the young and the old mm-hmm. and for well over a decade. And I was a person who sat in the discharge planning office, planner's mm-hmm. office at the rehab facility saying, What's the plan, right? How, how, where, how's dad getting in the house when he leaves after rehab? You know, my grandmother broke the hip. My, I went through the Alzheimer's and dementia. I went through all these different life lessons Mm -hmm. with my family members. And um, as I like to say in the nicest way possible, uh, my big kids job ended um, and right mm. about the same time as my little kid's job ended where my children were going off to college. Mm. So I said, now what, right? All, mm-hmm. all this time consuming work, 
now has gone to a complete vacuum. What I need to now focus on, like, how can I use my background and my experiences uh, in, in a way to, let's face it, help others? Um, so I was looking into businesses and there was one which was 101 mobility which went to helping people make modifications for their homes uh, so that people can age in place as safely as long as they want to right Sorry for the clap. Um, but uh, so that's that's how I came to it and I bring that to every single um, evaluation that's done and phone call that comes in, I'm taking care of a mom, a dad, a sister, a brother, a daughter, a son. Um, Cause I went through each and every one of them. And um, I was the adult child, adult child caregiver. And um, I can definitely identify with all the rest of us out there. So um, it was a gift and a blessing that I had for, with that kind of background. And um, I, I, I like to be able to share it with others. So that's, yeah. that's the long and short of it. Yeah, I think that that's an interesting story that I think uh, a lot of those who are involved in various aspects of caregiving, uh, you know, it, all of a sudden it comes out of life's experiences and they go, whoa, right. wait a minute. There's something that's missing here in our society. And uh, certainly I'm, I'm working uh, with people like you and developing a, what I call a caregiving navigator, uh, which will be available in a couple of months for people. Um, but that's, you know, it's, it's become clear that at every stage, as you said, from the planning stage, you know, of financial planning and aging place planning to, mm-hmm aging with some assistance to aging with special needs uh, to right to the end. You know, people need guidance along these, um, these chapters of life. You know, I think we have this notion that, uh, well, that's, well, let's face it. That's, that's why my show is called 45 forward. It's like, don't, don't think about this in your sixties. Think about it before you get to the 50 yard line and, 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 you know, and, and do some planning for it. You know, obviously, plans change. (laughs) So the the thing is, uh, the the maxim is, you know, plan, but don't predict. So, but you you must plan because you're going to probably have to have revisions of planning multiple times as you, as you progress. But I think the, you know, and so aging in place incorporates, as you know, all of these things, it's just not just, not just aging literally in your house, but, but basically aging wherever you want to age in place. Right. That's, that's so, it's such an important aspect also. Um, and I've uh, done is I, I'd like to also tip off when it came to my experience with the Alzheimer's dementia and Parkinson's mm-hmm. um, speaking with the doctors, there was just in that niche, in that area, it was so important to uh, keep my dad with the familiarity that he knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and because I, was the person in, in charge. I kept him in his home with his familiarity and, you know, to just be able to relect, recollect on his, what the past things he's known for many, right. many years, the doctors did say, and it's just, we know again, with common sense, if you, if you move someone into another area, that's completely unfamiliar. It's a, it's, it's a rough go. Uh, right. Obviously there's instances where that must be done. 
Um, but if you do have the choice, it's, um, you know, it, it, it's an option that's definitely worth exploring to stay um, and, and keep them in, in their more familiar surroundings. Right, right. So, so looking forward in terms of, you know, your development in the field, but also where the field is going. And I, I guess that there are, you know, there are lots of things you can do to make modifications. Um, although, you know, the, you've mentioned before, some of the challenges really come in, in urban areas, right? Where mm. A lot of vertical spaces and, you know, real premium on space in general. And mm. some places you've mentioned, like, you know, putting accommodations in, you know, in, in established, you know, sure. buildings like brownstones, it's hard. So what what, what can be done in, in those sorts of situations? It's, it's fun. And we have options. There's things that you wouldn't necessarily think of. So a, a very common situation is that brownstone five, six, seven steps up to the stoop, right? I mean, I grew up in Queens, we all had a stoop in the front. Mm-hmm. And that stoop goes what into you know, there's, it goes right to the sidewalk and then to the street. So there is no conversation of a ramp there whatsoever. But what we do have conversations about are outdoor stair lifts, which are a wonderful alternative. We take that stair lift outside and go straight up those, you know, we can go right into the concrete and then pour to fill in afterwards. The other thing that's very common in the city are vertical platform lifts or what they call porch lifts. Mm -hmm. And that is for the wheelchair. So you've seen them a lot outside of diners, but the wheelchair goes onto the platform and that platform lifts five, six, seven steps, eight, 10, 12 steps, wherever that is needed. We also do the vertical platform a lot on Long Island, um, close to the shoreline where the homes are raised up on stilts, right? For flood. Um, and that is also very, um, the, uh, the flood lining areas, we, uh, the mechanisms are kept up on top, the mechanics for the vertical platform lift so that the water won't reach them and you can get in and out according to the, the vertical platform lift or porch lift. So there's there's multitudes of different options um, and that's why we, the specialists come to give those evaluations at your own, because everybody's situation's a little different. Every home is just a little bit different. And, um, you get advice. Right. So. so that last thing is actually think that there, there's a lot of coastal properties. So I think those sorts of, you know, adjustments or opportunities are, are good for lots of areas of the country that, because there's a lot of coastlines. So, sure. um, uh, and one thing I wanted to, you know, mention before you go is that, uh, you know, obviously there is, there is still some concern over COVID and, and social distancing mm-hmm. and so forth. So, I wanted to mention, you know, how you work with people and that you do, you are aware of that. And some of these things can be done, you know, with, with phone calls and preparation that takes you through without a, a lot of, uh, and with, with appropriate social distancing. Absolutely. We, um, we, when it comes to the ramps, we do a lot of outside work. So um, it, 
the majority, the vast majority, will be outside taking the measurements and photographs. And many times the homeowner's not even home. They may be in a rehab facility or in the hospital still uh, waiting for it to be discharged. So that's all done by email and communication um, with the professionals that know how to manage the house. Um, when it comes to uh, seniors that are living at home that want that evaluation for, let's say, the stair lift inside their home and their immune compromise, what we, how we handle it is we give a call from the curb when we're there and we say, all you need to do is we'll call you, you open that front door and you go into the other room and we can talk from three rooms away if you like, um, or we can just come in there, take those measurements, photographs and be out. It's, it's all documented in 10 minutes tops. And wow. then we go right back outside and we have that conversation by phone. It, it's amazing. Like 99% of the work can be done um, by phone with FaceTime also. You have right. that, you know, you have that opportunity to, to have the phone call, like, you know, as if you're right there in front of them. Right. So that's how we handle it. Right. Great. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we can certainly talk much more about all this. Um, um, perhaps we will in a, at another occasion. But I, I talk think, about it every day. Right. I, favorite I, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's we're gonna we're gonna uh, that's where we're gonna stop today and wait for another day. Uh, but I want to thank you, Kim, for a very informative conversation. Um, and uh, I just wanted to give an opportunity. If people want to reach you. Uh, what's the best way to reach you? What? Well, we, I, I always encourage people to go onto my website. That's uh, 101mobility.com backslash Long Island. You right. just Google 101 Mobility Long Island. It pops up. I'm also tremendously pr- proud of my Google reviews. Please hear what other people say, okay. not That's just great. me. It's it's one of my, if I have a bad day, I just read my Google reviews. It brings me right up. Okay. So that's a, that's an important element. And um, I always can be reached by phone at 516-500-3100. I love talking to people. So I'm Okay, wondering. great, great. So folks, a uh, couple of things before we go. I want to mention too, if people are interested, and I, I do have for my caregiving navigator, a, a fall prevention uh, checklist. So you can, if you uh, email me at ron.roel at gmail.com, I'll send you a copy of the uh, fall prevention checklist. And finally, folks, uh, if you're, and tell your friends, if you missed my conversation with Kim today, you can listen to it as a podcast on voiceamerica.com. Just search for my show 45 forward. Um, so folks, um, be sure to join me next week, um, uh, Monday, uh, all, all, every Monday, 12 noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, next week, I'll be talking with Maria Leonardo, who has spent almost three decades as a professional working in the field of life enrichment programs and activities for seniors. Uh, so uh, again, you can listen to me live uh, and then uh, listen to me as a podcast on various uh, platforms from Apple and Google Podcasts to iHeartRadio and Spotify. So folks, uh, until then, till next week, Keep moving forward, 45 forward. Thank you for tuning in to 45 Forward. Please join your host, Ron Roel, for another great show next Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We wish you a great week. 